Hanger. I had uh, just uh, approached the car, and out the corner of my eyes, I saw this creature, which was uh, over six foot tall, with feathers. It, it just looked like a giant bird, but yet a man. And it was standing with its shoulders, and then its neck down Hey, this is Mothboy Mike. This is Mothboy Matt. And this is Jacob. Yep, sure is. And uh, this is Mothboys, a podcast on cryptids, conspiracies, and the unknown. Unknown! Nice. Unknown. Unknown, yes. Unknown. What's up, boys? This is our... uh, First, season two. Season two opener. Uh, first part of uh, yeah, it's season two, and it's our first part of the Mothman, uh, Mothman in four parts series. This is this is like the this is the su- this is the subject. Right. This is the subject. Right. This is the, everybody um, wants to hear us t- our t- our shitty take on Mothman. Here it is. So right. Well, you're welcome, everybody. This is this is the this is the dude that got us started. Yep. Right. Moth, it's true. Moth. Mothman is the story that helped. Right. And now you get to hear what we think about it. So you're welcome. Mm-hmm. What's going on with you, Jake? Nothing. Just chilling. You? Nothing. Just the same chilling. Uh, cool, cool. Kind of nervous about this, uh, the Mothman episodes. I think well, the reason... It's, it's not really Mothman yet. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's Mothman. The series has, be- it has begun, though. It's Mothman-ish. It it's Mothman adjacent. Yeah, right. that's true. Uh, we have a week to redeem ourselves. This one's <laughs> <Yes>. bad. <laughs> but uh, uh, I've been kind of nervous just doing any of this stuff. We've been putting this stuff off for a long time just because we're so nervous about doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, right. And we we thought we'd be famous by now and have people who could write our <laughs> scripts for us. <laughs> that that hasn't happened happen. yet. You know, just, like, a, just an hour ago, I was nervous, nervously scrolling through Google trying to figure out today's subject. So that's how we, that's how we roll, you two? know? So. Two years. It took two years for us to two do and a this. half, two yeah. and a half years to to get the the guts, the guts. to fucking do this episode. It's true, but I just want to say, subject, two and a half years. It's beautiful because not only is this a homage to our favorite cryptid Mothman, but it's also a homage to our favorite television show, Two and a Half Men. Right, right. That's why we waited two and a half years for it. <laughs> two and a half years. Two and a half men. Yeah. Exactly. Does that mean somebody can, can somebody sing the theme song to that song real quick? I think we've done that before in the okay. podcast. We have. We've, we've, okay. Uh, never mind. Let's, that's, not, let's that's, not do that's that. Season, that's season one. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the old junk. We don't we don't even remember those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're serious. We're serious now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. What's up with you, Matt? Uh, nothing much. No. What about you? I think we all have the same answer. Nothing. So I mean, I mean, I have a bunch of stuff going on, but I just, I guess we're just so ready to get into this subject. I don't know. Uh, so I guess we just, uh, so this is season two, everybody. Nothing's season going on in our world. We're just boring dudes, I guess. All right. Uh, today's subject, everybody, is is Indrid Cold. Indrid oh, our band. Cold. Yeah, yes. this Actually, is an episode on Jake and I, our old band. Jake yeah, and Matt used Indrid to have a band Cold. called Indrid Cold. So, yeah. Yeah. Back when so, you were in like elementary school, right? We were a badass screamo band. We were scrams. We weren't, yeah. we weren't we were screamo. We were scrams. Don't we you dare scrams. call it that, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> so today is, uh, yeah. Today is Indrid Cold. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point something out real quick first. There was uh, three official sightings of Indrid Cold. Um, two, which I, in my opinion are bullshit. Uh, and then one big one where I think I didn't even want it to add the, 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 like the first and last one because I, I don't know, but it seems people care about them. So I'm going to put them in there just cause, but oh. I think they're bogus, but I'll get on uh, this. Oh, wow. This is not up wow. to Shh. way to show your bias yeah, at the start of the episode. I have to, oh, I gonna... just, I just think it's okay. I'll start off. Here we You've... go. You're ruining everybody. Everybody yeah. now. Everybody's not going to listen because they know you think it's bullshit. I don't right? think it's bullshit. I don't think. I think that. I think the second encounter is totally legit or mostly legit. But 
Uh, okay, so let's talk about. It. Here we go. First, sighting. I have some hot. I have some hot takes. Yeah, okay, good, this. good. Yeah. I have some too. So, okay, uh, first sighting: injured cold on October sixteenth, nineteen sixty-six, when two boys, Martin Mouse Munoff and James Jimmy Biancitis, I don't know who gave them those nicknames. I don't know. They, they sound made up. They're, yeah, it's so. Yeah, it's already, I already agree with you. It's a yeah. bunk story. At Mouse a and Jimmy story. are are their names. Uh, so when t- two boys, Mouse and Jimmy. Uh, in New Jersey, story should end right there. I mean, story it takes place in New Jersey. So, yeah. uh, in New Jersey, they were walking on Fourth Street when they saw a figure standing near a fence. As they walked closer, the figure was a tall, bald man wearing a metal green suit who was staring right at them. The man chased them until they got away from him. Uh, UFO sightings were also reported around the area. The boys only recalled the more frightening details of their encounter later on, of course. Uh, they would recall that the man in the green suit was unusually tall and had unnatural facial features, such as right. lack of ears and a nose. So, so, so like that character from Harry Potter. What's his name? Uh, uh, the, ba- the bad guy. Samwise Gangees. That's it. Gryffindor. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, um, what if it was just like an... What if it was like just any old fucking alien? Why is it injured cold? What makes it specific to what is I, it like people are, that are just like, this is injured cold? I have no idea. I mean, that's just that's that's the first sighting. That's what people call the first sighting. That's why I think it's bogus. It could just but be. But it came out after. No, this this was uh, that was October. And the next one was in November 2nd, 1966. Just days just, before just days the before. Mothman. Right. And it was just days before. And that's all there is, too. That's it's. Kids were scared of a dude, and they ran away, and the dude well, chased there, them. There was a UFO flap, and and there was you know men I men men in black Mennonite Mennonite sightings. Meta, there was Mennonite <laughs> sightings asking about Hor- the UFO flap. Horrifying Mennonite sightings all around New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's the first sighting. Uh, I think bogus. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but I the second one real. is it just I'm all injured cold. I'm all about the second one. So this is this is that was the first one. Uh, this is the second sighting. Here we go. <laughs> this this story is batshit, bros. Like it is, it's something else. Like a lot of people think it's just a weird encounter. There's so much more to the story than uh, even I knew. So, um, and I also want to give a shout out to um, uh, the the uh, the wi- the wild and weird radio podcast. Uh, I listened to their podcast a few times on Injured Cold and. They had some really cool information that I I would wouldn't have known unless I listened to them. So shout out to them for giving us more info for our podcast. So yeah, so here's the second sighting: Wednesday, November second, nineteen sixty six, at about seven p.m. on a rainy and cold night, Mister Woodrow Derenberger, a sewing machine salesman, was <laughs> <laughs> right. What a, what a weird job! First of all, that's just a weird job to have. What do you do, sir? Uh. I, I sell stuff. Well, what do you sell? Uh, t- sewing machines? Okay. Specifically for no, shoes. I'm sure like, he tells people, I'm sure he t- <laughs> tells people, what do you sell? He's like, oh, heavy machinery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah make it sound manly. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I'm a cool man. Yeah. I sell heavy machinery. What do you sell? Burger is definitely, definitely yeah. a fucking sh- shoe machinery salesman. Yeah. Uh, so he was uh, returning from Marietta, Ohio to his home in Mineral Wells, West Virginia. He was driving in his truck on Route 79 near Parkersburg, West Virginia. While driving along, he saw a flying metallic craft. Woody also described the vehicle as resembling a kerosene lamp. The ship traveled right by his truck and blocked the roadway ahead of him and gradually made him slow down to a stop onto the side of the road. The aircraft in front of him was hovering about 12 inches off the road. A door opened up on the craft and a being came out of the ship and the door shuts with a loud slam behind him. You got that, Matt? The loud slam? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. That's I think that's pretty accurate. That was a loud. That was loud. It was loud. The loud part, right? It was loud and annoying, but I'm not sure. It was it was loud in a jam, not right. loud in a slam. <laughs> I think you misunderstood. Oh gosh! Uh, so the door opened on the craft. Uh, after the being walked out, the ship shot up into the air to keep out of sight of any passerbys. Uh, the being walked right up to his truck window. Woody described the being as I'm going to call him Woody from here on out. Just to let you guys know his cool. name is. I like 
I don't know. I just think it's. Because you like Woody's. Yeah, that's that's one thing. That's definitely it. So Toy Story. Yeah, that's my favorite movie. Toy Story Part Two. So the being walked right up to his truck. Who calls their hard penis a Woody anymore? (laughs) You do. That's an old thing, right? It's an old person thing. Hey, I got a Woody. (laughs) Well, who calls her child Woody? Woodrow, even. You know what I mean? That's totally a nineteen fifties. 40s thing mm-hmm. or whatever um so the ship shot up in the air the being walked right up to his truck window woody described the being as looking like any ordinary man off the street six feet tall about 35 years of age olive complexion like a tan uh dark brown hair and wearing glossy clothing um so which which leads me back Italian to the man which leads me back to the first sighting olive. maybe that's the only thing they really have in common is like the glossy suit or whatever is what i'm thinking yeah um there's nothing else yeah that's it so but um the being spoke to woody telepathically uh his mouth did not move instead he had a fixed smile on his face the being looked in through the truck window and said without saying something along the lines of i mean you no harm in an interview about the encounter woody said i was very frightened and as far as i can understand this was all mental there were, there were not spoken words from him. I knew what he was asking me, but yet he stood there and his mouth did not move at all. He had a smile on his face. He appeared very courteous and friendly. Um, so what you're saying is this, this person is a ventriloquist. Yes. Very friendly. Was he chugging a glass of water? Yes. while he was. That is correct. That's <laughs> another thing I'm uh, they're doing this whole, doing this whole, um, during this whole, like, studying up on this whole thing, I don't understand where the internet got this, like, horrifying image of Indrid right. Cold. Because he was just a plain... plain he, he was, was a plain, plain Jane. Jane. He, was an, he was a nice guy, if anything. I don't even... I think it was the smiling nonstop thing. But, yeah, I don't think it was, like... I don't even think so it was... he was just a, a friendly person, and people are like, ah, something shady about this right. guy. Right, yeah, I, I don't even think he was, like... Because all the pictures I've seen are, like, just an awful-looking, like, Joker-esque type smile. But I don't even think it was that. It was but just a, was no, a normal right. smile. Yeah, I don't, right. and I don't think yeah. There's the whole like the whole thing is just like people always see him with a with a terrifying smile, a giant grin. But actually, like terrifying. Was I couldn't. Even, I couldn't find any. It, I think explanation yeah. to why that was a thing. So I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. But but the the guy the, what he talks about him just like he's a nice, cool dude. You know what I mean? Like. Well, well, yeah, because well, he 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 made like connections with him. Yeah. like all the time. I'm just confused like, by the whole like scary like scary man in the dark thing that it's, people it's well it's better than the truth better than the uh yeah that's true people want to like fear it up scare it up whatever you know um during their communication the man called himself cold he told woody that he was a searcher and again that he should not be frightened that he only wants to bring him happiness cold had his arms folded with his hands tucked under his armpits he then proceeded to ask woody what the lights in the distance were and he told him that that was the city of Parkersburg, West Virginia. Cold asked Woody if that's where all the people on the planet live. And goes <laughs> on to explain that on his home planet, a place like that is called a gathering. So, yeah, he's just chilling with him, talking about, like, nothing, essentially. You know what I mean? He's just like, ah, oh, so what's that over there? Uh, it's, a, it's where I live, or that's a city. So the weather, am I yeah, right? Yeah, that kind of Crazy. stuff. Yeah, I just like, yeah, just kind of like talking to him like a normal guy-to-guy chat. I don't know. Smiling, not moving his mouth. Right. That's a little weird. And here's another thing. He, he mentioned his name. His, he named, his name is Cold. Uh, we'll talk about this later, but I, I, there was no mention of him being uh, named Indrid anywhere. So I was trying to figure that out the whole time. So that was another thing I learned, which was weird. But we'll talk about that later, I think, because uh, that was confusing, and I want to see if you guys have any opinions on that. Um. Cold also told Woody, we eat, we breathe, we sleep, we bleed, even as you do. The conversation they had lasted about 10 minutes. Before returning to his flying craft and leaving, Cold said to report this encounter to the local authorities and that he would see Woody again in the very near future. Woody rushed home to tell his wife and eventually contact the police. So that was the, that was the main um, encounter between woody and cold but there was more right yeah oh yes yeah there's a lot more but um that was the first initial one. that's the one i that's the one i initially knew about mostly you know what i mean i didn't know that there was much more to it than that you know what i mean right 
Like um, he built a relationship. With yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, I can't believe, I, here's what I'm thinking, but I can't believe that Woody didn't try to sell him a, a heavy machinery. You know what I mean? Right. I he's like, hey, I, while I have you here. While I have you here. Just listen up. Woody was such a good salesman. He was already sold out. He had nothing to sell. He's like, you ever, the soles of your shoes, do they ever get all, all flimsy? Here you're gonna, and it just shows injured Cole just fucking hovering above the ground. He's like, "Yeah, I don't really, <laughs> I don't need, need one of those." Shoes. So maybe that's why he's hovering because he doesn't have good shoes. Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. I think that might be it, Jake. I think we figured it out. Okay, so that was the first initial initial encounter, and that's pretty awesome to me. That was just kind of like, I don't know, uh, but yeah. yeah. I know on the very next day, November third, nineteen sixty six, during the media storm this caused, uh, Woody went on live radio to be interviewed about the encounter. The interview on air lasted thirty minutes, but the actual interview went on for almost two hours after the cameras were turned off. And they asked Woody questions like, uh, or such as his mental state. Did he stop at a bar on the way home? Was he on certain medicines? And did he go to church? <laughs> so did yeah, he needs Jesus. Do you drink or believe in Jesus? Yeah. yeah. Also, I've been. Ha- so we've all been drunk. I've never. Not seen me, buddy. I don't do that. I don't do that stuff, man. I've never hallucinated drinking. Ever. That's true. That's true. Um, so they asked him all that, that stupid bullshit uh, during the two hours. But all the crucial information did make it up onto the 30 minute um, audio, the live audio, uh, the news. So all the good stuff was, you can go check it out on YouTube. There's actually the interview, the real life interview, which is pretty, I've listened to it a few times now. It's pretty fascinating. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Glenn Wilson, who who interviewed Woody, worked yeah. at WTAP, had these reel-to-reel tapes for close to 30 years. He was going to throw them away on his retirement, but they ended up being saved and were transferred from old reel-to-reel tapes to audio tapes and then CD. The tapes now sit in public view at the Mothman Museum in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So this guy just wanted to throw them away, I guess. I don't really know. Was that what he was looking forward to in retirement? Just throwing these tapes away, I guess? God damn, I can't oh, wait to I'm get s- rid of these. Sick of these tapes, man. <laughs> sick of these tapes. Oh, I, I did this. I did one of the most famous, maybe one of the first, uh, you know, real contactee alien stories. And I just want to throw these away, man. You know? Damn. Um... After the interview aired, an older man claimed that he too saw a figure matching the description of Cold on Route 79 trying to flag him down, but he was too afraid to stop. Other people claimed to see lights in the sky on that road the same night. There were several witnesses that reported seeing Woody stopped on the highway talking to Cold. Right. So there were other people. They didn't see the, the, the flying craft because that was... Corroborating sh- evidence. Yeah, they because sh- the, 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 the craft had shot up in the air, if you remember. So there was no, uh, nobody saw that, but, um, they did see there were multiple witnesses that saw cold and, uh, Woody talking on the side of the road. Cold Woody. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get a Woody when it's cold out. Right. That's exactly. True. I was just exactly. going to say that. Yeah. Matt, you and we're I. talking about boners, right? Hell yeah. Oh man. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking That's... A, brother. Season two, baby. We haven't learned anything. <laughs> we've we've regressed we have yeah we've actually de-evolved into something worse uh both john keel and gray barker would later on talk to woody about his encounter just wanted to throw that in when the whole interview thing because they eventually talked to him too right his story gained such media attention that locals and news reporters would flock to his house at all hours of the day and night and wait in crowds in his driveway to catch a glimpse of cold or any kind of ufo so i guess it was just a total madhouse in uh mineral yeah. wells i guess it was a real game changer for that little town you know there's like four people on his lawn he's like i can't deal with this <laughs> all the attention <laughs> yeah and two, two of them are just, are just na- walking their dogs <laughs> yeah I'm just a- their name just their neighbors and they use his yard to have their dog shit in them yeah <laughs> i'm about to lose my mind <laughs> i guess i'm the world's famous sewing machine salesman <laughs> Over the course of the month that followed, Woody claimed he was visited by Cold many times and that he even took him on a spaceship to his planet Lanulos, which is 14 light years from Earth in the Ganymedes galaxy of stars. Man, it definitely wasn't a huge coke binge on the next town over, him just wanting to leave his family and just be like, all right, guys, let's get fucking wild. 
Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Try, went to a different planet. Also, try to say that ten times fast. Lanilos Gen Ganymede. Is it is it Landilos? Uh, I mean, you can you can call it whatever you want. We don't care here on Mothboys. Langulos? What did you say? <laughs> but it's called it's L A N U L O S. Lanulos. Lanulos. Yeah. Lanulos. Yep. Lanulos. Um. Cold would also appear at Woody's front door. His wife and children even knew that this being was paying him visits, and they even eventually came forward saying they too saw Cold and other strange beings that he brought along. Right. So, I heard that. Um, I was reading that Cold would bring friends sometimes. So I'm, his friend, his friend, warm. His friend, yeah. lukewarm. Lukewarm. His yep. friend, room temp. Yes, uh, room temp was a troublemaker. Let me tell you. Yeah, his um, friend Luke was batshit crazy. Yeah. There was even here. Here we go, Matt. This is for you, buddy. There was even one time where Woody disappeared for six months and said he was with Cold on his home planet of Lanulos. Yeah. Literally, so. they were doing each other the whole yeah. time. Yeah. It was just this him is- and his buddy. His weird. It's he's having an affair. Yeah, they're fucking each That's other. That's that. I didn't have that surprise ending in my story, but I mean, we can make oh. it that way if you want. Oh, it's definitely. No, it's definitely. That's. It's pretty obvious that we want everyone to to find true romance, and if that's with you know an alien lover, <laughs> um. So he disappeared for six months. He would come back with vast knowledge of Lanulos, the ships he was on board, and the people of the planet. In 1971, Woody published a book called Visitors. From Vlanulos, which told of his visits with Cold. In the book, there is all kinds of information that he had learned from his friendship with Cold. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I have a bullet points essentially of some facts that he had written the, in the, the book. The greatest, the, the greatest hits. Yeah, the great greatest hits from this bash it crazy book that he wrote. Uh, self self published. Self published. I think it was somebody else that helped. Maybe self published. I'm not sure. I, we'd have to look into that. But my guess is probably self published. Um. <laughs> uh, it does have a forward by John Keel, though, boys. So, and and John, even John Keel was like, "Believe this guy or not, that's up to you." But I'm going <laughs> to write this forward, just telling you that I kind of believe him. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's just John Keel in general. Yeah, it is. He's just like he's mysterious. Believe I what I say, or don't believe what <laughs> I say. I could care less. Um, okay, so here's uh, the first one. Lanulos was originally settled by people from Earth who traveled there in spaceships, but that the knowledge of space travel had been lost for a very long time, and only more recently rediscovered. So, somehow these people from Earth traveled into space, got to this planet, forgot how to do everything somehow. I don't, and then, uh, then they re- they just rediscovered how to do it. Th- yeah, this is also the part of the story I'd, I've never heard about, and where it gets kind of like insane. Uh, uh, so well, yeah, I guess the cocaine theory. Yes, that ma- that rest. might that actually might. Yeah, uh, their their new the Lanulos was much like Earth. Uh, the yearly cycle had only three seasons in it: planting, harvest, and cold. Those were the three, and his name was Cold. So cold. So uh, yeah. So everybody's named after one of the season seasons there. Oh, so it's everybody's like a, either like cold, harvest, or, or yeah. planting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cold related uh, that the people of Lanulos are religious and that they believe in one God who is the father of all and the creator of all. So they do believe in it. They have a religion. Do they say what kind of deity they worship? God. I don't know. Woody. Yeah, Woody. Woody Derenberg. What did this deity, what did they picture it looking like? I I don't know that. I just know that it believed in peace. It was Hmm. just a peaceful uh, Hmm. God. Also, uh, they, they had a religion. Um, they had a language, but also communicated vi- via uh, telepathy, tel- telepathy. Um, so they, they they could talk without talking, right? Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people talk- wish we could do that on the podcast. What not te- talk. telepathy? Right? Yeah. So just not talk. <laughs> um, they live in a non-hostile manner and have no crime or war. Totally peaceful creatures, beings, whatever. A commune. Um, yep. Uh, just a giant commune. Yeah. Government is loosely organized around a 56-person guiding council whose members are elected every six months. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yes. If okay, a member cool. proves unfit, he or she is dismissed and another elected uh, fills the vacancy. Uh, the people also have no need for clothes. This is the fun one, you guys. You guys are going to like this one, I think. The people also have no need for clothes and generally walk around in the nude. 
When Woody first visited the planet, he found he attracted stares because of his clothing and soon adopted the local custom. But he's like, I don't want to get rid of it. I sewed it all myself. He was <laughs> he was letting it swing, baby. You know what I mean? Um, so you're just explaining a, a hippie comedy. Yeah, I really am. I'm really not explaining anything different. That's true. Yeah. It, it really, the nudity, yep. the... The God. The, the socialism. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage is common among the people of Lanulos. When a couple marries, they are united. The male refers to his spouse as his union, and a female calls her husband her united. Cold indicated that he had a wife and two children. So wow. he was married and had two children. Good for him. Children go through a lengthy education period that begins as soon as they seem capable of knowing good from evil. So once the kids get rid of the evil, you know, the you know the possession that kids automatically have when they're born, being evil. That's true. Every kid is born born evil. By by a demon. Yeah. (laughs) I just imagine that's the story of like Jake's autobiography. The (laughs) story. Wait, born evil. The story of Jake Askin. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you, mom. Uh, um, People from Lanilos live to be 125 to 175 years old. Um, so this is the last fact I had about it. They desired to establish trade with Earth, but found officials of Earth unwilling to guarantee their safety. <laughs> They're just like, I don't, we might have to kill you. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, they want, they wanted the trade with Earth is yes, what you're saying. Yes. So that's why they targeted, uh, Woody because he was a salesman. <laughs> they, they started off big. They tried to like trade with like the president. Like, they're like, oh, I want some nuclear bombs. They're like, nah. And then they went to like government and then they went to local government and then they went to car salesmen. Then they went to any other salesman before. Yeah. Yes. Sewing machine salesmen, but they finally got one. They're like, we can finally trade. (laughs) But here, that's not even the, this is not even the, that's not even the best part, Jake. This is, is, you're going to get a kick out of this, Jake. On occasions when they had. On, on occasions when they had attempted to land, they had been met with hostility. Cold indicated that he had received wounds from a shotgun on one occasion. <laughs> he yeah, got it's West shot Virginia. With... It's fucking West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> no, all they meant in West Virginia was a, a sewing machine repairman or whatever. Oh, I thought you said Cold got shot. He did, but that wasn't in West Virginia. On another oh. excursion. That was probably was New Jersey. That was probably New Jersey. I was in Kentucky myself. It was Kentucky. So yeah, that was all. That was that was some of the weird stuff that uh, that was scattered throughout the book. I'm sure that's it's chocked full of, of weird stuff. I didn't get the chance <laughs> right. to read it. I'm also sure it's chocked full of grammatical errors. Yes, I'm sure it is. Sentences just as much issues. as my just as much as my notes are. I'll tell you that, this, boys. This the is hard to read. Spelling of Lanulose is different. It's like Landylose, Langylose. <laughs> it's <laughs> still different every time. Yeah. Okay, so well, um. Yeah. So Colt said he had been shot with a shotgun once, trying to make trades peacefully with Earth. Sure. <laughs> I just love that Cold came down and was like, "So like we're from another planet. We guys, we're essentially you. We want to make trades." And then um, the, the planet Earth is like, "I'm not sure if we can we can help you with that. We might be in danger." From yeah, us. they just kind of like look at him and yeah. slowly, like really slowly, raise their rifle and then shoot yeah. him. Right. Like well, really slowly. Well, ventriloquism. That's a very carny. Uh... It's very carny-esque. That's very true, carny-esque. So I if I if someone was coming to me right. and they gave me carny vibes, yeah. sure. I would I would shoot him. Yeah, yeah, I get that, Jake. That's why not? I would love to see Jake hold a shotgun. I really would. I just want to see. I, I have before. Was it have badass? Really? Was it badass? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. That's cool. I almost dislocated my arm because I'm <laughs> such a bad boy. <laughs> All right. So um he got shot with a shotgun. That's where that one ended. Uh, Woody eventually decided to seek medical attention and the opinion of a Parkersburg psychiatrist. He left with a clean bill of health and absolutely no evidence of chemical imbalance or disruption. Hmm. Woody's overall experience as a contactee didn't just negatively affect him, but also his family and his closest friends. It came by the way of years of harassing phone calls, losing jobs, losing friends, people trespassing on his property, ridicule, embarrassment, and depression. Because he's lit, he's literally going to Vegas, spending all of his money and buying a bunch of coke and other shit. That's why his family fell apart. Is because 
He was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to space, guys. I'm going to Langilos. <laughs> and the harassing calls were just bookies because he owes so much money. Yeah. He lost so much money on horse races. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he suffered a bitter divorce and had to move away from the area because of his notoriety. Right. He, he moved away to escape his past and lived elsewhere for a very long time. Years later, he did move back to the area before sadly passing away in March of 1990. Um, yeah. He had a bachelor pad on Lanulos. Yeah. yeah. He did, and he was he was he was the big big swinging Richard there. Let me tell you. Um, so also, I had, I heard this little little fun fact about. So that's pretty much the second encounter. Um, I had this little fun fact that it is said by Woody's daughter uh, that Cold was in attendance at his funeral when it happened, but, yeah, no, but I, nobody I knew. Remember hearing that? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that that that. Yeah, I mean, when his daughter, when his daughter was yeah. like, yeah, he was there. And this isn't in my notes, but I've also heard that she wrote a book. And there's a part in the book where she talks about how, I guess, one of Cold's children came up to her door, knocked on it. And, you know, she opened the door and, and uh, they had told her that Cold had passed away. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So she wrote this whole book about uh, her years with uh, her father and Indrid Cold, essentially. But, um, yeah, she said that somebody got a hold of her and said, you know, He's dead. He's passed away. We had a funeral. So does so? Do you think they had sex and then injured cold? Had like uh, Wood Woody's babies? Hmm. That's Was a good. That that's a good child. That's, that's a good theory, Matt. No, I think it's like an adopted situation where like they're like the kids are like, do we call you Woody or, or Dad? What's <laughs> right? Right. Right. But what if what if Indrid had the ability to have kids and Woody? He's sick of his marriage, right? He's like. I need to I need to get out of this. So then he an alien comes up to him and they literally have so much sex and then it has it has a baby. But it's telepathic sex. <laughs> I think we figured it out, boys. I think that's it. But literally like this whole experience ruined this man's life. So if he ever it if, seemed, like it, it seemed like it messed up with a kid's life too. I'm right. Yeah, I think honestly. it did too. It messed everybody's life up. All of Mineral Wells is a mess because of this whole experience. Um, and that was, that was the second sighting. Really. That's what I got out of it. Just a lot more than I really had really bargained for with that, uh, story. I had no idea that all that shit happened. So this is the third sighting. I, yeah, I don't. Okay. During the same time period in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, the Lily family had been reporting that poltergeist activity in their home. They were seeing diamond shaped lights, you know, and weird stuff happening in their house. The the Lily's daughter, Linda, was sleeping one night and awoke to see a man standing over her. It was a man, a big man, very broad. I couldn't see his face very well, but I could see that he was grinning at me. He walked around the bed and stood right over me. I screamed again and hid under the covers. When I looked again, he was all gone. So that was the third sighting. I, yeah. I just think so. I, I think Andrew that, Cold's also a poltergeist. I guess. I yeah, mean, I, I, I guess he could be anything to anybody, really, at this point. You know what I mean? Uh, right. I, I, that's why I said I don't really believe the first sighting that has anything to do with it, and I don't believe, even though it's in close proximity to each other, I feel like that's just nonsense too. I think the first, the first and the third sighting are just, I don't know. I heard, I heard Terry Tibbs had an encounter with injured cold. You did. Back in the seventies. Wow, what happened? Yeah. Um, I don't know. The way he tells it is just like that. Him do your and, impression of him. Him and an. Of uh, Indrid? No, Terry Tibbs. Tell tell the story as uh, Terry. Tibbs. Hi, my name is Terry Tibbs. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a I'm a freaking ding dong. Hi, That's my name is Terry Tibbs. Hi, Indrid Cold. Are you an alien or whatever? Because like, <laughs> you want a you want a fuck. I, I suck. Hey, I'm Terry Tibbs. That's pretty good, man. That's, That's good. a good That's, one. That, that I'm was Terry good. Tibbs. I fucking suck. <laughs> I'm fucking suck. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I guess they had met. Um, it was on the set of. Uh, um, it was on the set of what was it? Dog Day Afternoon. Huh. Um, That's strange. Yeah, and then they met again on the set of Boogie Nights. Yeah. Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. So Terry Tibbs was in Boogie Nights. Well, yeah, I, I've heard that he was the stand-in he, for Mark Wahlberg at the end of the movie. The he stunt, was the, the stunt cock. Yeah, he was. He was. He was the stunt. He was the stunt cock in Boogie Nights. Yeah. So um, he would love Lanulos. He would love Langelo. 
<laughs> Angelos? Los An- Los Angelos. <laughs> and then yeah. I had just so that was that was the first, second, and third sighting, and that's all I had for that because I think that I don't think there's much that exists past that. Um, and then I have a bunch of little bullet points. I don't know if you can see them at the bottom there, boys. I can read them to you. Number one, it says was not scary man. That was one. Um, didn't really grin. Uh, uh, number <laughs> number three <laughs> had nothing to do with Mothman, other than that it was at the same time in the same area. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty spot on. But people have theories though about that. I have heard some theories. I think well, Matt, some thing it's oh, a Men in I Black, cool Men in Black theory. thing. Yeah, there's a Men in Black thing. Yeah, Matt has a really this, cool theory. This I've all could a, be oh, Men in Black. It could be. Even the poltergeist, because yeah. Men in Black's like some people think like Nick Redfern and stuff think Men in Black could be interdimensional, right? Right, beings. Totally. So, um, maybe they're all connected. I did no. put down. I put in a little note. I said uh, he was in the moth the book, uh, the Mothman prophecies. Uh, he uh, John Keel did tell uh, his story a little bit in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and the last one just says, "Not sure where the name Indrid came from?" Question mark. Maybe so, in the book, maybe may, maybe I, he mentioned Indrid right. at some point in the book. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think I think he had mentioned it a little bit. Maybe that's where it's from. But he never introduces himself as Indrid. I don't think it's always cold, just cold. Right. So, um, but yeah, I, I I was interested in getting your opinion on the whole Mothman Indrid cold tie-in because I had a hard time trying to find it other than you know some theories. It's I think, all because of the movie. Yeah. It, it really is, right? I mean, it's just yeah, like... it's because of the movie. Yeah. There's so much that was introduced uh, into the lore from Mothman Prophecy, the movie. Like the whole uh, Chernobyl thing, when that old dude yeah, that is never like, happened. talking yeah, that about, like, was talking about, like, oh, blah, 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 Chernobyl, this was seen over, and it's just like, um, the, the, I, I liken uh, the Mothman legacy, Small Town, uh, Small Town Monsters, they, they interviewed the writer for that movie and he was just like yeah that never happened i just wrote that into the movie <laughs> yep but it's, it's it is interesting why he went all in on the injured cold character right that's true it is i mean i right. mean i it's two fascinating things that happened within the within the same area in the same year it could be connected with the whole men in black well, thing it could be you it could, could be. feel like that well, right i did well, i was I, reading a few things about it him being uh you know men in black but also yeah. i was also reading that the men in black were getting a hold of, of uh, Woody to, for him not to say anything about injured cold though too. Right. So that means that injured cold is not men in black. Yeah, maybe he's a rogue men in black. Right. But it I just I, 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 yeah. I it was I, I know it's it's all tied in with the Mothman uh, yeah. world, but it was also hard to find anything that attached them directly. The, the, the really well, is. Let and, me yeah. let me lay down my theory. Okay. Yeah, we got. Let's hear. I'll do it. I'll do it short. So um, so. This, uh, uh, it's a Moth Boys exclusive. Yes, Moth Boys exclusive. Uh, so I think that Mothman was an escape, an escaped subject or prisoner, uh, traveling through dimensions. And that's why the first time you see him, like, see him, see, see it, is like it, it hobbled, right? It was on the side of a road and it was hobbling. That's because Indrid Cold had, like, injured it before it ended up in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And, uh, and so injured cold was hopping through dimensions to, to, uh, hunt or bring back, uh, Mothman. Right. And that's a cool theory. So yeah. And it, and it, and it, and it makes sense. And that's what happened. I, and, 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 and cold was also calling himself a searcher throughout this whole thing. So, right. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. So. And that does make sense, but why? Why the I, why the whole why am I might be friending this weird uh, salesman thing? Because I just seem why not? Chill. Right? I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Because he wanted his first mission was to catch Mothman. His second mission was to fix his create a, tra- a trade pipeline. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lanulose, even though they don't wear clothes, I guess they still need sewing machines for something. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I could see because John Keel did try to weave it into the whole Mothman thing, yeah, you know. It, um, it's weird shit that happened almost like like in around the, the same right. month. Where it, it is, it's the same month like, in the same area. Yeah, so so when it's I, hard cover, not to think that it's connected, right? And when we cover Mothman 
and the next couple episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to be going over like the UFOs and stuff because right. there's so much more. Oh yeah, there's it's all connected. So when you say Mothman, you're really yeah. just talking about everything that was happening right. in the area in West Virginia, think, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And I think the movie is why some people put Injured Cold and Mothman as the same. As the same right. thing, right? Yeah, I think that too. I just, uh, yeah, I think I think it's uh, even if it has nothing to do with Mothman, it's still right. just a f- cool, fascinating story to me, just okay. on its own. I think, you know what I mean? I think it's a. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think it's a really neat story. I don't know how much yeah. I believe of it and how much was made to uh, maybe make a couple yeah. bucks, two or three bucks. But um, yeah, I definitely believe yeah. that for that set that his first sighting that in my mind that definitely happened. I think. Did he like tell him like roll down the window? Like, yeah, he did tell him to roll down the window, but that doesn't make any sense if they're going to talk telepathically. Yeah. I mean, but, well, maybe maybe there's a little. It only works if it's open air. Right. Well, I think that he also. I don't know if I mentioned it in my notes, but he said. You can talk with your mouth or talk. I can just I can just read your thoughts too. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So that's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I yeah. like the story of Indrid Cold, and me personally, like, are we doing real oh, or fake now? Yeah, let's do real or fake. Let's do that. Okay. So Matt. Yeah. Real. Wow. But why? What were you gonna say? And how so much of it is real? Is it all? Oh, counters- I don't real? think all of it is real. I think it was. I think mostly it was just like. I still think that there was a relationship between an extraterrestrial being and Derenberger. Okay. I do think that they were intimate. Okay. Fair. And, um, and I, 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 but I, there are some things that are probably very embellished. Uh, but I do think, I think, injured cold happened whether whether it was an alien maybe it was even men in black who knows who who knows right it could have been a like jake was saying like a rogue men in black i but i think yes i believe it what about the first and third encounter essentially no that had nothing to do with injured cold okay that was just weird shit that happened but john keel i think the first one was from john keel book was it the one in new jersey yeah yeah, I don't think it was the Mothman Prophecies, but I think it was a John Keel book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is like, there's no resemblance in that one. I think that could have just been like, if anything, if it was weird, it was an uh, just an alien, one of the beings from one of the many ships, one of the many UFOs seen around One that of the many area. naked aircrafts. And the second one, that was definitely fucking poltergeist activity. And just the like, third one, you mean? Yeah, maybe even interdimensional poltergeist. <laughs> there you go. That's a whole other episode there, buddy. <laughs> so you think it was real. You think the whole... You, yeah. The first and third case, you're not so bought on, but the second That's one... That's not injured cold. I believe it probably happened, but I don't believe it was injured cold. Okay. What about you, Jake? 100% fake. Oh, wow. Nah, fuck you. What? You I, don't, you're genuinely, not fun. No, he's, I genuinely believe that Woody... He was a sort of a swinger. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, his wife wasn't really into it. Nope. Uh, he was meeting his lover, Cold, right. on the side of the road one night. Yeah. Um, and then one of his family friends right. saw him. So he had to come <laughs> up with this whole fake story to yeah. his wife. Oh, it was an alien that came and visited me. I promise, right. baby, it was an alien. <laughs> and she... It's not, she's not happy with the relationship. So right. she rather believed that it was an alien other than Woody was having an affair with cold, injured cold. Okay. And then when injured cold had his friends over, they were doing a swingers party. They were all fucking each other. I'm just saying, I genuinely believe Whoa. that Woody was having an affair. Okay. I mean, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Okay, swinger. So yours is swinger. I think it's a swinger. I think he's a swinger, okay. and his wife wasn't into the swinging lifestyle. Right. I don't know if swingers were a thing in the '60s, but let's. What about you? What about the the first and the third encounters, there, Jake? Yeah, whatever. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Um, what about you, Mike? First and third are out the window for me. I just mentioned those because everybody else seems to talk about them. Do you uh, believe that they happened, though? No. No. Really? No. no. I believe they happened. They just weren't injured cold. 
Eh, I, I don't. I believe, I don't know. I believe that the first initial encounter on the highway with Woody happened. I don't think it was a swinger situation going on. It might have been an unhappy marriage thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. And I'm I'm still not sure why we think he's a, why Cold's a scary guy, why he has a big old grin, uh, why they call him injured even a little bit. It's just cold. Well, if you did more research, you might have got the injured thing. Maybe I don't know. I even talked to a bunch of people, and they're still like, I, people are still confused on why people call yeah, him injured. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I did. I'm sure if you read one of the two books, the yeah, daughter's it, book, yeah. or there might be like a little like, oh, we call them injured yeah, just because, cause. yeah, just because, yeah. yeah um, um, and. The whole time with Mothman, I think it's two separate, two two separate things. I think. Yeah. But somehow but, it's in the same world together, and that's why people connect it together. It's because two insanely crazy events happen in the span of yeah. was it like November sixteenth or right. whatever, the first fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth. I don't know. Like uh, two insane things happen in such a short time apart in West Virginia, uh, and like, and then in West Virginia, it just continued to go right. Yeah. That's fair. It never let up. This is sort of like the opening act to Mothman, if you yeah. really think about That's it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So the only thing I really believe is the, the initial highway sighting. I think that's true, and the rest might be a little bit yeah. embellished. You think he tried to make some some cash? I think it might have been a little cash grab. Maybe um, he liked the attention maybe a little bit. Um, he liked the four the four local news port- yeah. reporters on his. Uh-huh. But it also did. Like I'm also confused also because it ruined his life. Like he, his, yeah. it was legitimately messed up because of this whole thing. Well, he had to people. The swinger lifestyle will spit you up and chew you out. Right. <laughs> that, that, and also there's very few <laughs> people that, that come out on top in the, in, especially witnesses of the unusual. Yeah. Right. You usually become that person, like That's that true. person with a UFO story. So it's, it, Every, everybody's everybody's whispering life. about you as you walk down the street. Oh, that's right, right, right. It's Woody, the the salesman, he saw a UFO. He's but a I feel salesman. Like, yeah. I feel like being a swinger in a conservative smaller town would also have the same effect. That's true. Right. Yeah. I so mean, either way, he's I, fucked. <laughs> either way, he has to leave town. So. But Matt, you agree with me on on the uh, on the the relationship aspect. But you yeah. think Indrid Cold's an a, a extraterrestrial? I do think Indrid Cold is a, is is extraterrestrial. But they definitely had a relationship, like wow. a very intimate one. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's the that's part one of the Mothman All series. Right. Indrid Cold. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm so happy that we're finally doing this after just like everything right? unless you guys hated this episode then we'll just stop <laughs> then we'll stop right there uh we have any shot we have any reviews chick let me check, check um the, check well, the while i'm checking the reviews okay we'll plug we the uh ones. um saturday august 7th we got uh cryptid the first ever cryptid bash next weekend uh cryptid, cryptid bash 2021 bash. at morgantown art party in morgantown west virginia 11 a.m to 6 p.m it's a free event all ages family friendly and, for the most part and remember remember though this is if you want to see us continue to do this annually every year then attend this because this is going to be the test run test so run, right if you if you want to see this again yeah be there um so 11 a.m to 6 p.m there's gonna be uh artist vendors there's gonna be movies music brews craft beers uh food it's everything. Yeah. It's it's uh it doesn't cost anything. So just like go. Literally everything you want in a parent like a paracon or a cryptid con, it's gonna be there. Right. Um and then Matt, what other events we have coming up? Mothman Festival. We have Mothman Cryptid-Con. Festival, Cryptid Con, uh, uh, Braxy Bazaar. Yeah, Braxy Bazaar. Braxy Bazaar, yeah. yep. So we've yeah. got we've got a bunch of a bunch of stuff in in the works and uh make sure you Go out and at least support at least one of those this year because yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. This year at Cryptid Bash, we've got over thirty vendors. We've got Green Green Valley Briar or Green Bri- <laughs> Green Briar Valley. Briar Valley Brewing Company. Green Briar Valley Brewing Company serving beers. We've got music, Jay Hatfield, Captain Catfish, movies being shown by Small Town Monsters, by these small town monsters. Uh, you don't want to miss this event. Uh-uh. You got museums there. You yeah. got we, experts. So yeah, if you have podcasts. a question, yep. you've got podcasts, artists, creators, 
anything you want. So yep. if you have like a paranormal choir experience, there's people to report that too. Yep. If you want to buy a t-shirt, there's people to sell that to you. Yeah. If you want to buy beer and dance awkwardly to some fine music, yep. we have that for you as well. We definitely have that for you. Oh yeah. Everything. Yeah. All right. This was a great episode. Any shout outs? Um everyone who listens, <clears throat> thank you for 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 being you and being awesome. We have such a great um I don't know, friend base, listener base. Yeah. Whatever. You guys you guys are awesome. And, I, uh, and I, we wouldn't be anything without you. I have one shout out I'd like to make. Um Jonathan Dodd, the he's an artist. Um, yeah, he 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 has draw, drawn some really cool stuff for us. He recently made a uh, poster for Cryptid Bash, oh and God, he made the so poster sick. for this for these four episodes actually. Super so stoked. you know, and he made me look like uh, the critic, uh, John Lovitz's character. Yeah, so he really did. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, which um, is a compliment. So thank you to John Jonathan Dodd for really just yeah. hooking us up and being such a such a real cool dude. Go check him out. Uh, mm-hmm. go go buy his stuff and yeah, yeah support sure. him. He's yeah. gonna be at he's gonna be at Cryptid Bash. He's he will be, be at Cryptid, at Cryptid Bash. Bash. So buy all his shit at Cryptid mm-hmm. Bash. Yep, there you go. Um, any reviews? No reviews. If we're if we're in a shout out, I want to shout out um uh, a podcast called uh, A is for Alien podcast, and they are. It's like, um, the host is just beyond brilliant. Like, literally knows everything about anything in so the, the opposite of Moth Boys. Yeah, the so opposite, the opposite of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you will really, uh, you will really enjoy her, and uh, yeah. So go, 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 check them out. She's great. So we're the we're the dumb and dumber podcast, <laughs> and that is the baby the baby geniuses podcast. Baby geniuses, that's the smartest movie I've ever seen in theaters. Baby geniuses. <laughs> I think that uh, we're going to end this episode with a uh, Captain Catfish song. He'll be performing at Cryptid Bash. Um, so here's a uh, Captain Catfish song uh, entitled "Deerhead." So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 There are ghosts in this house From a walk to a crawl They are dwelling in the laundry And in the deer head on the wall There are ghosts in the air Inhale, exhale, slow Evaporating with the sun To fall down with the snow I think we figured... It's, I it's think just going... <laughs> boing, boing, boing. <laughs>